0: You can crush your fingers and all your toes during a data center migration. You can knock on wood, pluck a dozen four-leaf clovers, or look to your lucky stars for a successful office expansion. You could hold your breath, shut your eyes, and say all the world wishes to help avoid cyber attacks. But none of that truly helps you. Because next-level moments need the next-level network. With the security, reliability, and expertise to take your business further. AT&T Business. The network you can rely on. Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. Uh, this is Ekta and I'm very excited to introduce our guest to you today because I absolutely love her line and I've been using specifically one of the products every day and uh, my interns, by the way, Emma, have also loved your entire line. So without further ado, guys, I want to introduce you to Emma. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hi, Ekta. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to honor be here i love i love your line i love everything about it it's just been truly a game changer for me because it's um you know for cleansing especially it's kind of solved this problem i've always had you know and i'm going to go into that later but i really want to get started um with you and your journey and your background because it's a phenomenal line and i want to know um how you started everything (laughs) sure sure so Prior to launching
1: I worked for a multinational Japanese technology company actually for nine years uh, and was one of the very few female senior global executives and I guess what got me to that level uh, is that I'm a really analytical person I've always been someone that asks you know why why is something done that way could it be done better uh challenging the status quo uh and have had that grit and determination and Mm. five years ago i was trying to get um, pregnant and i was making a number of changes in, in my lifestyle and i had a conversation with my doctor really about um Food and um, lifestyle, and bringing down stress, and part of that, he said to me, you know, and also what are you using on your skin? Uh, in which I said that I was using hydroquinone, way, which he came and said, look, that's actually banned in multiple countries, and yes, it works, but there's a compromise, and it was what planted the seed in my head and put me on a path of looking at natural alternatives. I was always used to using really high-performing, um, science-backed, uh, luxury products. And when I went looking for the natural alternative, what struck me was there was natural skincare out there. But they weren't challenging these conventional products. They weren't showing that they had independent science to back up, that there wasn't a compromise when using natural skincare. It really intrigued me. The other thing that I could see was that the beauty industry was in need of changing fast. Um, Every industry that runs a linear model has to be disrupted and changed if we are going to meet global climate goals um, and mm. reduce the enormous amount of waste that is ending up in our landfall in our oceans annually. When it comes to the beauty industry, uh, it produces 120 billion units of packaging annually and the majority, so over 100 billion of that packaging is not being recycled, it's ending up in landfill being burnt or even downstream in our oceans. And, you know, on the surface, and just fundamentally, that's just not a good design. It makes no sense. Um, Our packaging production is also our largest carbon emitter in the industry. Uh, And the the research tells us that moving to refillable circular model would reduce carbon emissions by a whopping 70%, as well as reducing the enormous amount of waste that we're creating.
0: Absolutely. No, I I love that you are actually so passionately speaking on this um emma because your line is just it it lacks nothing when it comes to luxury you know it lacks um nothing when it comes to sophistication and just true quality and that's why and you know i really really enjoy um hearing someone like you speak about this because um you know people gravitate towards you know, especially I think elder, um, older people, you know, men and women, we gravitate towards more luxury-based products. And unfortunately, in the luxury market, I haven't noticed very many brands that are really kind of doing what you're doing, which is, you know, really kind of um, leading the way into this more sustainable world. You know, without compromising that feel that you know, just the stuff that comes with luxury products, yes. right? Yeah. Thank you. And that
1: was the most important thing for me the get-go to change the game of beauty. We have to be in it. And that meant that we first and foremost had to have excellent products that actually identified and filled a need and a gap in the market. And the gap was natural products that had science and independently worked. We have the most extensive testing that we do. Um, It's independent. It's called standard. We we test biomedically in vitro as well as doing clinical in vivo tests on people. So not subjective testing. um, And we compare our products to the Lameas of the world and not even ma- not only match but outperform. And what we're saying to our customers, you can have it all. You can have natural products uh, that are really going to deliver visible results and from a brand that is truly sustainable and responsible. And that's how you change a change model is by first and foremost having great products um, and yeah, not yeah. asking com- customers to compromise for.
0: No, absolutely. And I think the formula is everything. I'm a huge, you know, obviously yeah. from the beginning of skincare anarchy, I've been saying, you know, just formula, 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 because, you know, at the end of the day, let's be honest, you know, you referenced Lemaire and I completely agree with you. And I actually wanted to say this to you on air was when I first tried your line. That's the feeling I got, except all of the question marks that I have around a lot of luxury brands that don't are not very transparent, I could say, you know, about the the ingredients and whatnot. So that's where, you know, I really want to ask you um, in terms of, because you're talking about the science, right? And you're talking yeah. about, um, you mentioned, you know, you were pregnant at the time. And I know that pregnancy is a very tricky thing, you know, when it comes to anything we put on our body. So when you talk about the science, the question is, where did you start because you're not you know you're not coming from this conventional background of just you know like like me i would be like going to you know what i mean totally
1: totally i i actually started at university studying chemistry uh and went down uh, the business track but i had you know initial understanding of the language and some depth to be able to have conversation and to build some initial credibility with scientists we partner with three scientists in New Zealand uh, who have had combined level experience of 100 years. We have an bio, internal biochemist in our team uh, and also a master of physiology in our team. So that actually have studied how Function mechanisms of living systems work. Um, So we very much approach our.
0: One of my colleagues, I also have a master's in physiology. Oh, (laughs) wow, yeah, and I think it's so important to have
1: someone with that skill set as part of a skincare line um, because they understand at a real biochemical, physical level how different ingredients work and what role they play so that ingredients products can be synergistic so i'd say that that's a real unique aspect to how we approach the formulation of our product um, we take at least six months initially just to do research and uh, look at detail uh, at ingredients in the natural space uh, at their data so uh, the endeavor and Vitro testing data that's done, understanding the mechanism of how the ingredient works, how it works in synergy of other ingredients to play a different role. So there's a lot of problem solving and thinking that goes into a formula before we even start. And I guess it just symbolises again what how we work as a company. We're very innovative and we're, we're all about like solving the right
0: problems. Yeah, that's, that's interesting that you said, that. solving the right problem. And I really like that you mentioned it like that, because here's the thing. I see a lot of brands that are very science-heavy, right? Like, I'll meet a, a new brand, like an indie brand, they're very science-heavy, you know, they're, the science is just so um, sophisticated, it's beautiful, you know, but then I'm left wondering, I'm like, you know, I feel like as scientists and even brand, like, even as entrepreneurs, we, we can gravitate towards this, like, incredibly too much science-heavy approach where it's not, like, proven yet. You know yeah. What I mean? so, like, Totally. Yeah. there so, yeah. like, It needs to be a balance. And so uh, that's where I really find your line so intriguing because you have such fundamental ingredients in your products but you the innovation is there so can you tell us about that and the process of you know maintaining the good ingredients right that we really do want in our product yes. but also yes. weaving in that science
1: and it's such a chip. Balance because we're also trying to balance sustainability and that goes right through to our sourcing um, of the ingredient and we at times rule out really highly efficacious, innovative, uh, natural ingredients. We're not confident quite yet in the sustainability aspect. So there's a lot of things that we are factoring in and considering, um, sort of a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, yeah. but we, If I give an example of our Skin Reset Serum, which is the hyperpigmentation, it was our original product uh, that I created because of the issue that I had and why I was using hydroquinone. Uh, And actually, when we've tested in vitro on skin cells against hydroquinone and looking at what, um, what product... Prevents the overproduction of melanocytes, so actually the forming of hyperpigmentation. Interesting, our product um, matched hydroquinone, but it also protected the good cells. Whereas hydroquinone actually ruled out everything, so it actually killed not only the melanocytes but the good cells, which is a yeah. really interesting insight. But coming back to you know how our products work and how they were designed from the get-go, we understood to if you're looking at preventing hyperpigmentation, the different pathways. Um, and what is the actual skin cell that you need to prevent? And that is the melanocytes, which causes the darkening pigment on the skin. Um, so you're trying to prevent that from overproducing, overprodu- but then you also want to look at an ingredient that if it does, how do you slow or mitigate it rising to the surface? And so we use a really interesting um, combination of plant stem cells that was a result of seven years by the SWIFT, Um, Agricultural um, Institute of looking at production of pigmentation across a hundred different plant stem cells um, and came down to this combination of seven, uh, which actually prevents the, of the production of melanocytes, will plays a really strong role, and then we combine it with niacinamide, which is vitamin B three, which plays a different role. It actually slows the pathway down if the production of melanocytes uh, do produce. So I think that gives an example of the thinking that we apply when producing our products. That comes back to that. Theology, um, um, and
0: really, um, well, it's molecular, it's molecular signaling, you know, and, and I think that's at the heart of like good science is really understanding the cellular pathways and, and how cells are turned on, turned off, you know, that's a very, very um, novel and emerging field in the uh, field of dermatology, I think, in general. And I think that's, that's excellent that you are um, already focused in that direction, because I genuinely believe the future of not only the skincare industry, but the beauty industry is eventually going to come down to this, um, Intersection between aesthetics and true science. You know, you know what I mean. Like, it's really going to come down to like, scientists are going to realize that if we don't go to the cellular level when it comes to dermatology, you're not doing anything. You know, like you, you have to be able to go and think on this level of signaling, and you have to be able to understand, like you know, you mentioned Melanocyte you know we all have the same amount of melanocytes it's about how they're expressed and when they're yes. expressed, and why yes. they're being expressed and that's behind skin color that's behind pigmentation like you mentioned that's behind uneven skin tone i mean yes. that, those kind of things but the fundamental thing to target here is what you were saying the progr- like the signaling around when do they get turned on and why you know and exactly. so Exactly. So that is what we look
1: at when we develop new products. Um, We go to that level and and that level of depth and understanding.
0: I love that. Now, I have a question actually as a follow-up question because, you know, um, oftentimes I have a hard time, you know, I think understanding if consumers are really receptive to this level of information when it comes to especially clean beauty products, what we would consider to be clean beauty Nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, I always wonder, like, is there a, a, like, a genuine interest in that market? Um, I mean, what have you noticed from your feedback that you've gotten from um, your customers and anybody, you know?
1: We really position ourselves as a, like, science-backed type of brand. that just happens to be natural as a bonus, uh, and I think that coaching of it uh, and positioning has really worked for us um, we're not saying people have to compromise for natural, we really lead with the performance uh, of our products, I think there's still a lot of scepticism around say, natural products not being as effective uh, we've been conditioned over time to think that or to believe that synthetic products are more effective but really they're just cheaper to use um, that are easier to formulate with and much more straightforward but like what we see in our testing results is that actually there is nothing more powerful than um, natural really complex living um, ingredients and so i think the job still needs to be done to sort of um, recondition uh, and that thinking that natural isn't as powerful uh, yeah. i think it's changing and i think also that's why we um really invest in testing. Uh and also where we saw the gap in the market was to actually prove that there wasn't a compromise. I don't think there was a brand that actually proved through sort of like hard like like evidence that that was true.
0: Well, you know what's interesting is we had brought up hydroxycon in the beginning and I think that, you know, I always find it to be such a it's so ironic to me how consumers gravitate towards, you know, these old, worn-out dermatology drugs that are FDA-approved versus um, exploring other safer options. I mean, for anyone listening, quinone, which is the fundamental molecule here, it's derived from the bark of a specific tree, and this dates back to the 1600s. You know, so the, the sophistication of the chemical that we're working with is literally ancient. So, you know, if you're Somebody out there, and you're like convinced that the only way to go is like, you know, I go to dermatologists and I get my prescription. Well, a lot of prescriptions are really lacking, you know, and they're lagging behind, I should say, rather, when it comes to the innovation because they have to go through a, a very intense process, which, you yeah, are rightfully so. But my point is that there's a lot of, um, for me, it's very irritating to see people being close-minded about skincare because of this reason. Because I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you and we're talking about, you know, hydroxyquinone as a treatment for hyperpigmentation or whatever. And then, you know, but there are other options that are safer, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's other options. And I think it takes disruptive brands like ours
1: to disrupt industries and older ways of thinking. It's like any industry, right, um, where it just takes, someone to come through with an alternative that's like that's better um and to progress thinking and innovate so i you know i really hope we can bring that to the industry
0: no absolutely and i think you are doing it i one thing i wanted to actually mention and this might be a little off topic from the science heavy stuff was i really appreciated this about your line was you have a serum and you've called it illuminating Bright day right and yeah. i really love emma that you use the word illuminating as a brown woman you know what like i want to say this on air because i think you're gonna get it we were one of the few people as like a brown woman like my whole life like i was born in india you know i've, I've noticed like this culture around like skin lightening creams and stuff and they yeah. sell them with this name called brightening you know what i mean and so when i see big skincare lines putting brightening everything brightening this i don't think they understand like the psychology of that word you know and and it really when i saw your line and i saw i was like you know what she's doing it right like like it shows the intellect behind it you know what i'm trying to say like yes yes Okay. No, it, it, really, it really it's it's wonderful because i think this is a problem you know i see a lot of magazines that talk about there's a problem in the world of women that are buying skin lightening creams and they're being targeted as brightening creams and i'm sitting here thinking well why aren't you talking to the brands that are mislabeling their products not only like in a scientific way which we talk about but also on this cultural level you know what i mean So, like um, you know what's your opinion about that like especially when you were naming your products and stuff what's your opinion on all that
1: We are very thoughtful and inclusive in our thinking and we also take the approach of of it being a positive angle versus talking about anti-aging, turning back the clock of seeing it that helping people be the most confident and comfortable in their skin and having the best version of it, but not promoting the idea that you have to turn back the signs of aging on your skin. So that is a real big thing for us and considering like all people, when we develop and name our products in terms of being a kind and inclusive brand, so I think that talks to our brand values, and I'd also say if we got it wrong, that we would listen, and we're open to it, we're not defensive, um, yeah. we, we'd be willing to change things if we didn't get it right, so thank you, I, I really appreciate you picking up on that.
0: No, nothing's needed, I, I mean, thank you, you know, for being so mindful, I really appreciate it, and then as a brown woman, like, it really, for me, it struck, you know, it struck uh, some strings in my heart, because I, I really... You know, I have a very soft spot for that specific topic, you know, and I think the beauty industry should be doing a lot more. And, you know, I have a whole slew of thoughts around that. I'm not going to bore you with my um, opinions on that. But, you know, I, I love the brand. And I think that, you know, um, I would actually love for you to walk through and give us a nice routine because the for everyone listening um when you go to the website you'll notice that emma doesn't have like 59 products in her line she's got exactly what we need and one of my favorite products is the cleansing oil and i use that every night (laughs) i use it every night it's revolutionized my cleansing routine and i would love for you emma to give us like a fun spring and summer routine using your line if you could
1: Right, sure. so you're absolutely right. We had a very tight range. That is because I used to be also a beauty consumer, and I knew how overwhelming it was, and how there's this sort of fear of missing out if you don't have the latest and greatest. And I wanted products that transcended trends, that had that were genuinely needed within your skincare routine, um, and the the science was there to to back up any like concept that we have. We're not a trends, fast-paced beauty brand um, that is starting to emerge. You're starting to see more of that sort of fast fashion come through to beauty. Uh, And also because of the sustainability aspect, I don't think that the beauty industry needs more and more products. I think that we can create products that have multiple benefits to reduce the amount of waste and packaging that we create. Uh, and also to be mindful that like people and their spending and to give real value in what that they're buying. And so some of our products have up to 30 ingredients and they deliver so much to them, not just one benefit. So if we talk about you know, my morning approach, I cleanse with the oil cleanser. Uh, it has 70% organic ingredients, so all of our ingredients all of our products are minimum 70% organic. Um, I really believe that organic, although a lot more expensive, is much more higher in quality, obviously doesn't have the pesticides. Um, and there's a lot of regenerative thinking as well in, in farmers that are using organic ingredients, and we're always looking to increase that um, increase that percentage. So the, the oil cleanser, what is great about it is that it combines a really good cleanse of the skin, but also takes makeup off, um, which was something that I believe the modern woman was, one product that does it all. Uh, but it also, it doesn't strip the skin of its natural oils and leave it feeling really tight. And that's a really hard line to sort of strike to getting both um but the yeah the oil cleanser is a beautiful product it smells
0: beautiful it has a great amazing it's fun (laughs) no it's so good like i use it and i kid you not like you know how like the double cleansing thing was huge for like a while and i'm sitting here like we don't need double cleansing. We need Emma's Cleanser. Like the yeah, totally, totally. I agree. It doesn't leave any kind of residue. It just makes my skin super clean, like you said. It takes everything off, sunscreen, all that good stuff. But your skin is so soft. Yeah. It's <laughs> like bathing your skin in like
1: the most beautiful concoction of flowers and vitamins and antioxidants. And uh, actually, we also have tested that product in terms of once you've cleansed, how long does the antioxidant properties work for on your skin and after eight hours it's still working so the antioxidants that you put on your skin are still active so it actually has sustained benefits as well which i think is really unique for um, a wash up product um, and just also
0: fixed- i had well. no idea that's cr- that's so cute. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. what is cool. it what's
0: in it that makes it like that like it causes that prolonged um, antioxidant effect which what ingredients
1: well I would, I would say that it's actually the combination of the like level of ingredients it's, uh, like uh, for um, flower enzymes jasmine miroli, um lavender um, it's got some really great delivery systems from liposome technology um, it's the organic. Properties as well, so there has been early science and testing come out on organic ingredients having a much higher level of antioxidant properties than standard oils. So I think it's a combination of things, and it's just great to get know that, like you have an oil cleanser that can keep working for you post cleansing. So definitely use it in the morning. That's another reason to cleanse in the morning, not just to. Um, Take off any residual dirt, um, moisturiser that's left on the skin from the night before, which could block the penetration of the moisturiser serums that you apply after it. Uh, I, after oil cleansing, I put on our Skin Reset Serum, I wear it morning and night, so I do struggle with pads pigmentation that's really kept my skin um, super even um, and uh, really prevented new pigmentation on my skin which has been um phenomenal uh, and really given me a lot more confidence in my skin to wear you no know, makeup and to yeah it was really something that i struggled with in terms of my confidence so we're that morning and night and then i apply the illuminating day cream after it which again has been tested in terms of being colored collagen producing. Uh, we just tested it alongside Lemaire um, on hydration of a 72 hours in which we surpassed Lemire. Um, so it's a really hydrating, plumping, beautiful day cream that again has sustained benefits. Uh, oh my God. I was
0: gonna I was gonna actually say that to you is that seven, okay not the not the day cream, but, which is amazing. But like, actually, yeah really two hour hydration. Oh my God, Emma that product i don't know what you did but that pro, it is just phenomenal like if anyone listening like if you want that cream that's gonna like make you look like genuinely like for your in the morning this is it like i put it i remember when i first tried it and it's not just me me and my intern we both tried it and she messaged me and she was like oh my god like have you tried that A 72 hour moisturizer i'm like Yes, yes, I have. It's it is phenomenal. So good. <laughs> it is so phenomenal.
1: Um, again, it's um, proven to boost collagen um, cells. Uh, it's had testing, clinical testing, um, which it shows. It softens um, fine lines wrinkles. It has the hydration aspect. And I think what we've also done is like given a line, which is super luxurious and scientific, but it is an accessible price point as well so i think it's a really great price point that people can get something that is at that top end but doesn't have that necessarily like really extremely high price point a, a oh
0: product. Product, you give a lot of product like it's like packed like if you like, here, here's the thing I, I'm not trying to interrupt you I'm sorry I'm, no, um, no, no. I am took me like I was talking about this I think on a previous show and I just remember thinking to my in my head like if anyone's listening out there and you want good quality products like most likely like if you buy Emma, the night cream we were just talking about the value you're getting out of that product it's far you know it's far superior than going to the drugstore and getting a cream that you're just gonna have to use like 18 pumps up you know what i mean like you don't want you don't i don't think consumers think about that you know it's like you yes these products like they might look at first glance like okay that's this much but you will never like it lasts you forever you know oh
1: my gosh. You Yes, they're really—they're really, um, not filler-based. There's not like that—that that, like really rich. You only need a really little bit of that cream, and it lasts like I can last up to five months. Um, so I think that we do that really well as well. So that product, yeah, phenomenal. i use use that particular product in the evening. We do have customers that use it morning and night because they just love the richness of it and that hydration and that plumpingness that it gives and just they know that it's boosting collagen, so they want to keep using it. So um, another really great product. So I think, you know, all of our products, I feel have been like category defining that really offer something that doesn't exist and that's been another thing to us. We don't want to just bring out a product for the sake of it, what innovation does it offer to the beauty industry um does it actually work uh, and does it outperform conventional brands and if it doesn't then we don't launch the product and why we've got such a tight range that everyone knows that they buy a product from us it's not just a filler in the range it's not just to add incremental sales it's like because it's genuinely really really good
0: right no i think that's you know that's truly commendable and i think every product in your line i mean it just it really is unique there's not a redundancy you know that i've noticed at all i mean everything has a place and a reason and i think you know it just it that for me that's truly like a good luxury line you know you you want to be when i think about luxury products whether it's in beauty and anything that's my go-to you know what i mean and i think that in this market specifically like People either, like, say, okay, luxury products are just, like, bougie or whatever, or they'll say something like, well, no, I only buy luxury products, and I'm that second type, which is, like, you know, if I buy something that's in the luxury category, I'm expecting a lot more, you know what I mean, to come from it. And that, I think, you've done just so beautifully, because in this world, like, I mean, there's $500 creams out there, and they do nothing. They're worse than yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... So, it's really interesting the way your brand is and the way it's positioned in the luxury market, you know, for me, like from a business angle when I look at it because it's it's beautiful, but it's still affordable and it's truly luxury. So, like, I just want to, you know, ask you for all the entrepreneurs out there that really are trying to create something like this, um, if you have any advice, you know, about how you did that, how you made this beautiful balance occur in this specific niche.
1: What? What I would say is, like, what is the problem you are trying to solve? So are you actually contributing to something that needs to be solved rather than just adding another product? And will your business work to contribute to solving the world's problems? You know, I know that's that's a lofty sort of statement, but I genuinely believe that any new business that launches now in the world has to be coming at it and going, I am going to make the world a better place and that the the world needs me in it. Um, I really don't think that it's good enough just to launch a business for a perspective of just money anymore. Like I don't think that it ever has been, Um, but I'm really passionate about business being a force for good and that the business launches that they
0: need to contribute something to the world. I love that. And that's so true. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I hope everyone listening, you guys. I really want you to check this line out if you have not already. I mean, it's it's kind of a huge deal, you know. Already, so I'm sure a lot of the listeners have already uh, checked it out or use it. But if for if you haven't, the website is Emma. So E M M A L E W I S H A M dot com. Check them out. Every single product is genuinely it. You know, it's a standout product. So you know, I just want to say, Emma, thank you so much for coming onto the show, for introducing us to your beautiful creation and your vision. It's, it's really, really extraordinary.
1: Thank you so much, Hector. I had such a
0: great time chatting with you and I really appreciate the opportunity absolutely the pleasure was all mine and everyone tuning in please do not forget to rate us and subscribe and share our podcast with all your friends anyone you know who's a skin nerd like we are um you know definitely share the show and give us some ratings and uh, more importantly give us feedback you know if you've got any questions for me or if uh emma's you know spoke about something you're interested in leave it in the comments on instagram uh we check every comment and we will definitely pass them along to her team if they're applicable but We love hearing from you guys, so please, I urge all of you listening, please give us some feedback, tune in more, and just, yeah, (laughs) all that stuff I'm supposed to say. All right, thank you so much, guys, and I'll be back next time.